What's up? Welcome back, After Buzzers, to the Shy After Show. Tonight we're talking, Ronnie is back on the Pruno. We're talking Big Papa and Kev at the Shed Aquarium. We're talking Brandon, Reggie, and the Duda. All that and more coming up for you next. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Woohoo! Yeah. Yay! What's up, party people? I'm your host, Erica Edwards, and we're on season two, episode eight of The Shy, called Lean Into It. And that's what we're going to do tonight, but I couldn't do it without my girls. So give it up for Lauren is back in the house. What's up, guys? I know you miss me. I'm here this week. (laughs) We did miss you. We did miss her. Genuinely. We did miss her. And then, of course, there's Kitty Kaboom. What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chef Beans, if you're out there watching and enjoying your birthday, Hi, happy pie. birthday, I think. Happy hey. birthday, Papi. Get it in. Can't wait for him to get back. Um, so here we are. Lean into it. So I guess, and stay tuned all the way to the end, you guys, because we got some gossip, 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 and some news and, you know, some predictions, all that good <laughs> stuff. That's my predictions. Yeah, it's a prediction. We all, we all kind of know what's going to happen to some people. All right. So what did you guys feel about this episode? Overall, overall, I thought it was a pretty good episode. You know, we got to see more into each character's storyline. Um, some people took a turn backwards. So it kind of leads us to the big finale or gives us a glimpse into the finale in a few weeks. So I like how they're kind of moving people into a new chapter of their life. I liked it, too. I liked the fact that there were very vast differences between those changes. Like... Things that were completely unexpected. Um, I did enjoy. I really, really enjoyed more than anything seeing the full circle that the kids seem to be going on. Like they're definitely growing up and becoming other things, and it's nice to see them allowing positive things to make their choices. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah I really enjoyed this episode a lot. I think definitely. I feel like the writing is getting stronger on the show, and people are kind of starting to get a rhythm. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. So that being said, we will start it off with the storyline that I'd like the least, which is <laughs> which is Ronnie. Because okay. I always I'm like uh, he's the worst. I mean, he's the bane of my existence. His, mm. his whole storyline, and, and it's so interesting with his storyline because it's like it's kind of tangential. Like Jada is Emmett's mother, but I'm like, how are you relating to anybody else on the show? Like what's going on here? <laughs> um, but let's, let's take it from the top. So Ronnie is, uh, trying to get in with his, um, you know, granddaughter and Shantae is his, uh, Jason's baby mama. And, uh, so that's kind of, you know, where he sort of opens up or that's how his uh, scenes open up. And he's like pushing her to go to nursing school, which I thought it was a good idea to have her go, you know, to make that suggestion, especially like she's a single mother and nurses make lots of money. They sure do. Um, and are never unemployed, really. Uh, but he just came off so thirsty and pushy to me. So what were your her thoughts about his whole interaction with Shantae and just him? I mean, I get that he's geeked and maybe because, you know, um, his grandmother Ethel is all he has, but he just came off as so, like, 
I don't know, just really needy to me. I think it speaks volumes to who he thought he was becoming. Like before he allowed whatever demons in his head take over and then he went for the drink, he was on the right path. He looked good. He physically looked like he right. was clean and getting himself together. And I think he just felt like it's contagious. I'm getting my shit together. I'm getting on point and doing what I need to do for my life. You're an extension of me, sort of, kind of. So I want you to do well too and I'm going to implement some things in your life or yeah it was pretty pushy but it wasn't pushy in like a negative like it wasn't malicious or anything or right. it, and it wasn't it didn't have any undertones of like having an, uh, an ulterior motive it, it was, just seemed like he was trying to choose her career path for oh yeah her, no though. question it but was I that, think that's what I was yeah. just saying that's what motivated no, that I think. yeah no he definitely yeah. had good intentions but it was just kind of like he said, have you looked into anything? He could have gave options <laughs> right. and then pushed more towards the nursing. But he said, I already asked somebody to talk to you. I looked up cl- classes start next right. Tuesday. Right. I was like, oh, what if she wanted to be a dentist? I don't know, you know? Anything. He just, exactly. He just didn't even ask. Exactly. He was so aggressive. And I was like, dude, I met you a month ago. Right. So, relax. Let, let me breathe. But thank you. Leave the brochure. But, like, he was coming on to me, like, so strong and just so pressed, Mm -hmm. which I feel like in any relationship that is going to kind of cause the person to pull back like right. you know because it was almost um, not quite manic but it was just so overly overly extra and hyped and like I think he oh, thinks because she's know. young too like she's pliable you know what I mean I'll implement this in her life she doesn't know you know I've lived a lifetime and I'm just trying to help her I really think that he meant nothing but genuine like earnest help it was just a little too much well, yeah, I I think, yeah, so like, too, yeah like I don't think at all that he's, he has any malicious intent but I think because of um, something that's lacking in his life right now, right. that he is almost thirsty and desperate. Mm-hmm. And it gave off that an boy. area of a desperation. Not that it's evil or anything, but it's like it's going to give off an... Um, Kind of, you just got such a feeling of desperation, and you know that anybody that's getting that is obviously going to be like, okay, give me a break, like, you know, yeah. That's well, I think be- she acquiesced because again, she's young and you know she's still impressionable, and the fact that he was so pushy about it, she's like, uh, I guess, okay. <laughs> I mean, was she yeah. supposed to say, no, I'm not doing it? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, she did, and she, um, and yeah, so that part was actually kind of interesting. Now, Lauren, would you have trusted him with your baby though? Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because she even said before, like, you know, he kept the baby a little longer. She even said, you know, I'm sorry, afterwards, she said, you're not the real grandfather. Mm. And I don't want to, like, put that card out there. But at the end of the day, he wasn't blood, you know, with all, especially all this stuff happening in the news with these black babies dying because their mama leaving with them some man that's not blood related. I just would not feel comfortable leaving my baby there. And she doesn't even know him that well. And then us watching the show, knowing his past and him being an alcoholic, you know, having all these demons in his head, I I wouldn't have left him with my baby. I definitely wouldn't have either. And at the end of the day, she's not naive to the things. I mean, come on, they all live in the same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So she's heard everything that everybody else has heard. She knows that this man just got out for murder. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? All of those things are Mm. major components of me saying, yeah, I'm cool on you. I think I'll wash the clothes with my baby on my hip. (laughs) I'll figure it out. You know what I mean? I definitely would not have advocated for that. I mean, you can come over and visit while I'm here. Supervise visits. But you're not about to just take my baby. No. That's yeah, yeah, I agree. I think one, not really so much actually because of the murder, because, you know, there was a point where they all thought that uh, Coogie had murdered Jason. So I think she might understand what? for whatever reason. Understand why. murder? 
But well, that was her well, man. Yeah, that was her I guess man. That was they her man. So I see your point. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. I forgot yeah, about yeah. the background. Yeah, that's, what I think, that's my bad. Sure. You're right. Um, but so I don't think that's why she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna let you have my kid because I think she kind of. That's why she kind of halfway. Except that he accepts him yeah. is because she knows, oh, you were willing to kill for Jason. Right, right. So yeah, you know, I think I accept you for that. But yeah, it's more like honestly, I, outside of that, I don't know you. Know? Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and then also like not trying to be funny, but I guess we don't know what she really knows. But dude, your grandma got dementia. So why <laughs> I'm not leaving my baby with right. y'all? And I ain't never been there. Where is it? Whatever. And um, then the grandma don't even mess with him. I'm sorry, his um, Jason's mom doesn't even mess with him. Well now she. She's back cool with him a little bit because remember that she, he yeah. convinced her to go, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I think that's how it's kind of working. But, you know, so it's an interesting dynamic. So he takes the baby and he's there with Jada and Miss um, Ethel. And, you know, and that scene was actually really touching. It was, was really yeah. cute to see Miss Ethel kind of keep it together. And <laughs> right. she was really good with the baby and everyone was so happy. And so then we see this moment where it's kind of like, okay, you just went for a peck last time. Okay, what is going on with him and Jada? So, they are you, dating officially. I know. Like, is this a relationship? Like, Girl, what? yeah. <laughs> they snuck mean? around the corner. Yeah. I know, so right? That was so right. cute. Uh, Stealing kisses and such. Exactly. So that part was... Um, um, that was cute. That, that, was, that cute. was cute. That was cute. But I did roll my eyes because I was like, Jada, I want more for you, Me girl. too. Get you a doctor. Right. Get you an ambulance driver. There are a million people working in a hospital. Why you got to get the drunk who cleans the house across the street? Not that there's anything wrong with cleaning homes or whatever, but... Jada. But we want better for you. Jada, come on, girl. Right. You, you can do better, girl. You, it's, it's, you held out for five years. Get, okay. get, get some, you know. I mean, yeah, I, she could have went back with the baby point. daddy thank for you, that. You, you know I, what I mean? I totally understand hard times. However, um, you, you might have some other choices. But she seemed to be happy. So if she, if she likes it, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was interesting. Now, what did you guys think about the whole... Um, him like the ringer is off and I fell asleep. That whole <laughs> like oh, okay, and I I thought you said five, but really it was three. The whole thing with Shante. I thought the time could be a, a true misunderstanding, but he shouldn't have let the grandma turn the ringer off, or she he should have had his phone in his pocket with him the whole time. If you're watching someone else's baby, because I would be just as pissed if I'm thinking you're gonna bring my baby to me at three o'clock. Two hours pass, and I can't even get a hold of you. So I think he was wrong for that. He, I mean, he should have checked the phone, something, you know? Yeah. I think he was totally indicative of who he is. I think that was the first step in the spiral downward that he was destined for. And I hate to say it. I want to be optimistic about it. But the fact of the matter is, whatever thoughts got in your head based on what she said that snapped him back into all those, that memory, Mm -hmm. made you run for the bottle immediately. Like, bruh, life is hard. You can't even not drink for this. You know what I mean? And you had something to look forward to that night and hanging out with this beautiful woman that was nice enough to say yes to you. So it just was... Was an indication that he's still who he is. He's a lot of work to do. It was I, I saw it coming. You know what I mean? He's yeah. not going to do anything preventative. He's not going to do anything smart like, let me put the phone in my pocket. Let me make sure I'm on top of things. He's not that guy. Well, here's my thing <coughs> about that is um, I agree with you to an extent, but I'm like, he's just sort of somewhat of a flake and is going to do, yeah, do exactly. what he wants to do exactly. because what he said was first he said, oh, I thought you said five. Mm-hmm. Then he said, I fell asleep. So did you fall asleep or did you think she said five? 
five. Right. No, he said, no, he said the, the grandma was bodily asleep. She turns the no, no, ring no, off. No, but he was right. So he his ringer was off. But did you think it was five or three? Like that's my thing. Yeah. No, he's it's a like, mess. Like mm-hmm. because it's not the fact that he missed her calls. It's like at one point you said one thing, and clearly those things to me don't go together. It's not like oh okay you call me. I thought it was five o'clock. And I missed your call. Did you think, did you just didn't hear the phone ring? He's an effort. Or did you really, um, you know, did you have an issue with kind of just doing what you wanted to do, hearing what you wanted to hear? So, uh, so right. So that sends him directly off the rails. And, um, you know, so he goes and he's getting flowers and, you know, like he just goes straight back to the, to the, um, to the, prune, to the bottle. Yeah. yeah. To the Bruno. Bruno. Yeah. Um, so yes, I know alcoholics are easy to slip, but any addiction it ain't just alcohol. <laughs> yeah, well, you're no, well, yeah, any addiction. I get that, but yeah, um, I don't know. It, it seems I don't know, like a little too. I don't know if I want to say easy to me or something. I was like, oh, okay, she said something, and like you're snapping the next day. It seemed a little bit too too quick for me. What but he has thoughts? some pretty internal demons that are always under the surface. Mm-hmm. All he needs is one little thing like Shantae going off on him to send him into a spiral. The fact that he snapped on his grandmother, he never talks to her like that. Like she talks to him like that, but he mm-hmm. don't talk to her like that. So right. th- I, th- I thought that that was interesting that he allowed that one thing to send him on a downward spiral. But again, it's a matter of choice. You know what I mean? If you feel yourself losing it, then you should be responsible enough to take a step back, do some breathing exercises. I don't know. Anything you might have been taught for tools. But he doesn't have it in him is what I'm saying. He's an F up off the break. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't know how. Self-control. He doesn't have yeah, any self-control. What do you think, Lauren? Because to me, yeah, I agree with that. But then part of me is just like... Personally, I feel like it's just kind of lazy in the writing. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it could have been something a little bit more for him to snap. Because if that was the case, if it was going to be that easy for him, he could have snapped when he was cleaning the house and found the picture right, of the, exactly. you know so, I mean? Exactly. So to me, that's kind of some of the issue. To me, that, which is kind of an issue I've had with Ronnie's character overall, the storyline is a little weak. So yeah. I think it feels like they're, they're stretching. Like, I get it. He was late. She was mad or whatever. But now it's like a whole cluster thing. So... When he goes to a cluster F, basically. <laughs> and so when he goes to Jada's um, apartment and he comes in there drunk, which is like crazy. Ridiculous. And then there was a second there where I was like, is he going to try to rape her? I, I thought so like, too. I was, like, I was like, go ahead, Shy. Y'all bringing the pain tonight. But no. Uh, so, uh, now that would have been, been, uh, been a flip on the story. Like, that would have been dark, but that would have actually been whatever. Something It would have been better than, to me, better than him peeing on a, on a wall, but that's me. I'm okay. glad they didn't go that route. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I definitely thought it may have may get to that point too because he looks like he was pretty strong whenever yeah. Jada was trying to push him off, you know. Mm-hmm. She, he he was kind of holding her. Um I just it made me be thankful that you know the son was like, "Oh, let me get a key to check on you." Right. Right. Because you never know what could happen. Uh, I'm glad she did get him out, but it just and then not even that. This goes back to you saying the writing. How did he get drunk that fast? 
The clock Girl. said the clock said seven forty five. The reservation's at eight. He lives Girl. less than ten minutes away. He goes to the convenience store and has like I don't know what flowers kind of, and milk. What kind of amazing alcohol they have in that convenience to store? Get because you drunk in five three, minutes. Three three little sips, girl, and he is stumbling. And you know I don't know what kind of drunk he is, but he gets drunk quick, yeah. obviously. And yes, yeah, so I thought that too. I was like, you guys, he got drunk way too easily for me. Yeah. They, they could have played it up a little bit more. Just, I see what yeah, you're exactly. saying. Straight stumbling, stumbling drunk, throwing up. And I was like, dude, you've been drinking for five minutes. How, <laughs> how could you even kiss? That bottle was not that big. Like, what, what Was that really Pruno? Was that Pruno <laughs> being sold in your convenience store? Because well, it's been I a long time since he had a drink. I don't know if that has anything to no, do with not it. Not that not long. That not that long, girl. He ain't been sober that long. He only been out of jail. No, he ain't that. No, okay. No. I got but, you. But all right. So, okay. So, <laughs> so she does get him out the house. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so she gets him out the house and he's like stumbling and then he they end his particular segment with him getting picked up by Cruz. Um, so that's interesting. Is is he just following them around now? Like, right, like he's now he's like, like a branded troll. Yes, I I mean, look, at the beginning I liked Cruz. Now I'm just like he's trying to repay his wrongs so bad that he's mm-hmm. becoming a, a kind of stalker. He's a troll. Yeah, I'm just a, a troll. Yeah. And I'm just like over it. I'm over his character. I'm over Ronnie's character. They could both be written out for next season. <laughs> as far as you're concerned. As far yes. as I'm concerned, but <laughs> your thoughts. What are you, what are you guys? Like? Well, what do you think? Um, I am not as much um, anti-Cruz because I feel like he actually brings something to the storylines that I'm interested in outside of Ronnie. So if he can like square him away, get him back in prison, that would be good. But but I mean that in a loving way, Ronnie, really. I do because I feel like if we had some more scenes of you kind of getting tough and getting some fights up in prison... That was spicy. That, that was it. That was it. Yes, I concur. Thank you. I mean, we can get a little bit of and Oz. And then he can work with Duda's head man. You, a you know, Oz. Yeah, get some little some Oz, some, some oranges and new black type stuff on, he, going on up in here. That would be great. Exactly. <laughs> he could be try to get up his own pimped out room. There are things he could do. Right. So, right. Uh, you know, so we'll see where that, where that goes. All right. So there was a little bit um, tonight, very little, but always the lovely Emmett. What did you guys think? So Sonny comes back. We missed him Aww. and offers Emmett a good, a new job. Yeah. Uh, being in management. And, uh, and, it's, and that part was really cute. It was. That's a good opportunity for him. He finally gets to feed all the kids, the baby mamas in his life. So it's definitely a good um, managerial role for him. It gives him more opportunity to step up, be the man. So I like it. You know, he already helped Brandon. That chapter's kind of closed. So now he gets to venture off and help Sonny. Yeah, it was cute. And I was like, I was kind of like, Sonny, like, what are you thinking about? So, yeah, what, what are your thoughts? I thought it was awesome. I think that yeah. it's all come full circle. I was super surprised that Sonny came in there. He requested the meeting and he had a big old smile on his face. I was like, what is that about? He burned your place down. You do know what <laughs> happened, right? So that was a welcome turn because I didn't see that coming. I didn't expect him to offer him something of that caliber. And That's that huge. And money. this is what he needs. I mean, he's quite the hustler, so he's going to make a dollar, whatever. So I'm sure that despite this being a full-time job, I'm sure he's going to have other hustles and other stuff he gets himself into, Lord knows. But I do love the fact that he was willing to step into his new role and be an adult and take care of his responsibility. That's a far cry yeah, from that, being in the bed and his mama waking him up talking about, boy, get the hell up and do well, something. Yeah, now, and that was the thing I had a question about, too, is because we don't realize till he goes and he's talking to his mother, Jada, that he didn't graduate from high school. And I was like, well, you haven't been working that long. You just start taking care of your kids. So what made you, I don't know, it didn't make me think, like, well, why did you really drop out of school? Because 
it's not like you know. You know? So that was part that I was I was surprised he hadn't at least graduated from high school. I don't actually ever remember them showing showing him in high school. Do y'all? No, I don't even remember him being. He in cares school. more about money than he did. That makes sense to well, me. No, I mean, no, I mean, I can yeah, see why no, they, he would. Yeah, they yeah. never showed it. But this is the first time I realized. Or no, I've I'm heard saying it. I agree yeah. with your yeah. point. Like I didn't even realize he was in. That was even an option anymore. Like you know, I, I thought he'd been graduated and just was dealing with baby mama. Right, or I thought he was like, um, like fresh out of school because I thought like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, 17, 18. I thought, well, maybe he graduated the year before. Yeah. It's honestly what I thought. So I was like, wow, he hasn't graduated from. Uh, high school that's interesting priorities you know what I mean if he out here making multiple girls pregnant and getting that coin and worrying about some damn tennis shoes well see that was my thing it was like it wasn't really I think until later on in last season or whatever I was like dude you ain't been working for your you know he's like oh I I got to pay you know well he's on it now that's he's on it but no 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 my point was he made it seem or in that scene to me I took it like he was how some people are like oh I gotta drop out of school to take care of my family I was like dude no you just start taking care of your family these these mini kids you know a few months ago so what was the reason you know why did you drop out of school like it wasn't because you take care of your family but we do shout out because we love you here at Mint so we do we're glad that you (laughs) Yeah, that's such a cutie. Um, and it was interesting that he was um, nervous about feeling feeling like this was too small for him. Right? Oh, I thought yeah. he was worried that it was too much responsibility. Yeah. No, I thought that's why he was shy. I, I thought he was nervous about leaving Brandon. That's what I thought. I was like, well, can you quit Brandon once he actually opens the shack up? Yeah. Like, why are you quitting now? That's what I thought. Yeah, actually. I thought it was more about the relationship he built with Brandon and helping him move up. Mm-hmm. But interesting. It yeah. was interesting. I didn't expect that. Yeah, okay, so let's move on to... Oh, before we move on, Lauren has some fun and amazing things to tell you guys. Yes, we want to thank all of our viewers for making us the ESPN of TV talk. Um, uh, We here at After Buzz just love when you guys view and tune in, listen to us on iTunes, and if you're streaming us, please give us five-star rating on iTunes, thumbs up on YouTube, comment, like, subscribe, tell your friends and family, because you guys are definitely helping us do what we love the most, and we just love seeing your comments below, Um, and we just thank you so much, because we wouldn't be here without you guys. We would not. So and we appreciate you. Exactly. Give us a thumbs up. You watching anyway? Just do it. Um, <laughs> and you love us. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk the kids because they're always fun. I know. And, and they're the relief. And right? this scene, and actually in this scene, kind of what they did, I kind of really liked it. Sometimes I don't always, but I did really <laughs> like this one. Um, so they finally, finally get to go to the shed aquarium, and it's so cute because they have they're meeting like the white kids and stuff. From the north side, which is like so, and I, and it is actually very on point. Lincoln Park, the north side, all of that is actually very, very accurate. So that part was kind of really cool to see. Although I don't imagine they would ever in real life do that, but very interesting. <laughs> and uh, so what was kind of cute was, and this is true, honestly, which is kind of funny, in Chicago. Because Chicago is, although very diverse, also very segregated. So there are a lot of people, very much like Jake, who don't go past, don't go downtown, don't go past Madison. Avenue certainly don't go to the north side so it's interesting that they found a way to kind of segue you know kind of put that in there into the storyline and that being said there's plenty of people in Lincoln Park that don't go to 63rd Street so it's how it is in Chicago actually Um, so they finally make it and we get to see uh, the teachers kind of hooking up Kev with Malcolm who's also another kid from the city um, who's really smart and got you know got to go to the school up, up north so how did you guys think, or what were you guys' feelings about the Kevin-Malcolm interaction? 
I love them. I love the whole, from start to finish, I love the Friends thing. The only thing that probably put a damper on it was I was really afraid that he was going to get caught with that book bag situation. Oh, yeah. And that would have just made it so effed up. But that didn't happen. So everything was copacetic. The fact that they turned the corner and Jake, not Papa, was the one doing the dances for the white kids. Like, I was in, I loved that it did that. I thought that was too cute. So, yeah, I love the interaction between him and Malcolm. I love that they forged a friendship despite his misgivings and he side-eyeing Malcolm the whole time. I mean, come on. The little boy showed up and said, hi! So, (laughs) you know what I mean? You kind of assumed that he was going to be a different kind of cat. But he turned out to be super cool. I mean, he is from the hood. He's just in a, you know, in a different uniform, living a different kind of existence right now. But I really, really liked that from start to finish. I thought that was well done. I liked it too. Um, I definitely loved how he also bought him lunch. You know, he was being very giving and genuine. Yeah, he told him how his experiences at the school and then um, Jake was surprised, Kevin, sorry, Kevin was surprised because he was like, oh, kind of like we're just alike, but you're just like in the uniform and go to the school. But uh, I thought it was cute. It was very playful. I'm fine. I'm glad they finally let Jake be a kid dancing, having fun, and now he wants to go to Lincoln Park. Lincoln, yeah, wherever they say. Yeah, Yeah, and, and, you know, hang out with some kids, teach them some dances, probably sell some drugs. But, you know, know, I'm glad they're making friends and being kids. Exactly. And I, so yeah, I totally enjoy that. And what I really liked, honestly, about this, um, about this sort of segment is that I think it could have really gone really a different way. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm just a dark person, but, (laughs) um, because to me, I feel like if you have these, um, sort of bougie elite, mostly Caucasian students in with these children that are like, you know, low income or whatever, like, and you mix them in a group, it could have gone really bad. Mm -hmm. But I really like the fact that even the white kids were cool. And then when um, Kev brought Malcolm around to Jake and Papa, they were cool. Like, everybody Mm -hmm. was just kind of like, oh, we're here. We're looking at the sharks and we're having fun. Yeah. There was no drama. Exactly. And it was very accepting. You know what I mean? They had preconceived notions, I'm sure. But like once they spent more than five, which is genuinely, I mean, generally, the case with kids. Kids are so adaptable. So you mm-hmm. give them five minutes together, they'll find a common ground. And that's exactly what they did. I love that. Yeah. So that whole scene was really cute. So let's move on to Brandon, Reggie, Duda, all of that. And mm. I wish we had the media because I had the picture. I loved it when Duda, because to my one thing I love me about chocolate Duda is Every time he wants to say something to you crazy, he leans in to whisper to you. So he's like, yeah, you're not going to F with my money. Like, he talks to you at regular time, but he got to get close. You know, you got to, he got to get in your body space to tell you that he's going to kill you or he would kill you. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what To you, remind you that he's you. a killer. That's what you like about a gangster. So <laughs> what was interesting, I thought, about kind of the brand, finally Brandon, um, which it was interesting because I didn't think that they were going to play it so um, straight. Like, just kind of telling them, like, well, yeah, you know, you're not going to, uh, basically, I will kill you. And yes, I am a, you know, drug dealer. Uh, so, Brandon finally, well, Cruz comes to warn him. And what do you guys feel about Cruz's intentions in warning Brandon? Cruz is a troll at this point. But I thought his intentions were to help him out. I don't want to yeah. say necessarily pure, because they weren't 100% pure, but that he was kind of like, this is your warning. Wake up. We're investigating you without saying those exact words. You know, if you are in in the mix with Duda, drug dealers, get rid of it because they're coming for you. So I think it was like, a, I failed you in not keeping the man mm. who killed your brother in jail. So I'm trying to help you on this end. Wake up. That's what I thought. So 
I liked it mm-hmm. because he is trying to wrong his rights. Rights his wrong. Right his wrong. <laughs> yeah. but, but I mean, the way he's coming about it is just Brandon's like get the F out of my house. Like, you know? Right, right. And I wasn't at all surprised about Brandon's reaction. And I did, I think, initially agree with you on that. I did kind of feel that way. Although, part of me feels like he's going to be nice, but he's going to do something, you know, he's going to try to flip him later. But that's just my thought. Oh. Um, but I'll save it for predictions. All right. And then, uh, so yeah, so Brandon, even though he gave Cruz a hard time, he does go and talk to Duda and is like, what's up? And so Duda's just like, well, yeah, pay me back everything plus 20% and, uh, you know, and don't F with my money. And so that was an interesting scene to me because, um, you know, like, <laughs> well, when we talk about Reggie later, like, to me, this whole time, Reggie said it, like, the whole time I've thought, basically both seasons, didn't you go up, grow up on 63rd and Yates with the rest right, of us? Right, with the rest he of us. He has yeah. been acting like Jericho has, from the like, beginning. Mm-hmm. Are yes. you from Hyde Park? Are you from the suburbs? No, you from 63 and Yates, just like Kev is, just like Coog- just like everybody else, and you're the one who, I know you like to cook, we all like to cook, but don't you... <laughs> leave the house like how are you immune to what's going on exactly into your community and that's the part i think with brandon that's the one thing with brandon that i don't care Mm-mm. for even jerica knew jerica knew right? he was I bad news right? so knew who I, just, was. I think i think and he, he's, like, he's oh, in so he's much denial yeah, he's, he's like, a good he's, guy he's, he's a pizza guy pizza on tv like brandon where do you live like i don't i think that. brandon wants to believe that he's a good guy so he doesn't get caught up in it but he yeah he's playing dumb but he grew up exactly where everyone else grew up so he knows what's up he's just like he's trying to be so good maybe he wants to see the good in others but mm. I mean Jerrica warned him and she didn't even grow up over there so I just don't know yeah yeah I think to me that is the issue that I have with um with kind of how the writers have done Brandon. Like, I get that he's good, but he doesn't have, to me, as much basic street common sense that he it's should. It's naivete, and, and it's ridiculous. And it's, and it's it, like, it's too extra. Because it's yeah. like, I mean, you're not Emmett. Like, come on, you are old. You should know some. So, so that was interesting where he was like, oh my gosh. Now, I love the scene when he meets with um, Grevy and his cousin Hannibal. Because I love me some Hannibal. Like, every time Hannibal has, like, the best comic lines. I don't know how they got his lips swollen but whatever and uh, and Hannibal's got like yeah even with all of that you're not going to have enough money and because at the end of the day you know dude is going to ask for more anyway yeah so. exactly he's going to push him up against the wall even if he were able to come up with everything that he asked of him tomorrow there'll be another reason because he's the fish yeah he's yes. been ordered to it's keep like, him uh, on the hook did I say 20% I, I meant 30% 30%, 30%. exactly right, exactly and it's going to be something else and it's going to be something else so you know he's in a hustle so you know trying to sell the house and I thought Grevy was going to flip a little bit more than he did but he seems to genuinely be on board with trying to help Brandon get out of this crazy situation I'm just trying to figure out where the mama is like she's still right where the she's still in my sister or what she's like in north carolina wherever she is yeah she's 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 living her best life right i guess uh yeah when when they write you off they write they just write you you just leave right you're gone bye yeah exactly no exit nothing um okay so what um okay so you know so that was interesting to see them together and i really liked that now let's talk a little bit about reggie right quick because mm. i love me some barton fitzpatrick maybe one day we'll get him in the studio hint mm. hint barton come on down um okay so we see this scene where he um oh, i had a picture too we see the scene of where he puts the cigarette out and um like that was a blunt 
blunt or whatever <laughs> in someone's forehead. In someone's forehead. Right. And uh, over peaches, which we learned. And I assumed, actually, which was interesting because I had assumed this whole time. I always assumed, for whatever my reasoning is, that Reggie and Jake had the same mother. Me too. And I was intrigued by the idea that they had the same father. Yeah. That was really interesting. And uh, so, so to me, I think that kind of makes them almost have a, a different, if not maybe even deeper bond. And uh, so, yeah, he's like, well, she doesn't know who she is. And, uh, you know, so, so he's trying to protect and get uh, Jake's mother, Peaches, back on the straight and narrow, which I thought was kind of, like... Admirable. Admirable. That was when we saw his first sense of, like, oh, you're a human. You care about your little brother. Right. Right. And to me, I mean, especially because it does kind of beg the question, like, well, how did you all end up where you are? Like, was your father taking both of you in, Mm -hmm. and he's gone? Like, how did you... Because, you know, I'm saying you have different mothers, so your mother's somewhere, you know, so that kind of really made me think about the basis of their relationship Mm -hmm. and how deep it must really run. So, you know, so that was kind of an interesting thing and how far he was willing to go for Jake and taking it out on this guy. So while that's happening, Duda is meeting with that rival gang that Reggie stole from. And uh, so interesting, because now we have to wonder where do where does Duda where does it go from yeah. there? Yeah, because Judah said the exact same thing that the guy said to him. Mm-hmm. Family is what you do for and everybody has to do it. So is Reggie his family or not would be the question. I think Reggie's going to have to pay. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I was wondering when the repercussions would happen because you can't just steal somebody's money like that and nothing happens. Exactly. So I was wondering when it come around. It's coming around now. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's a bad choice on his part. That's my prediction. Yeah. In case you were wondering. No worries. And then, uh, all right, so real quick before we get up out of here, let's do, go to Jerrica's finally finding her dreams. Um, okay. Is that what that is? She's discovered her, her calling? Uh, yeah, I think so. So then, um, so Jerrica kind of hooks the... Um, the woman up that she, you know, that kind of with the told her off, housing, yeah, yeah, with the low-income housing, and, you know, because she's kind of, like, decluttering and cleaning the house and has, like, no focus, and which was my thing. I was like, why you quit your job? And you don't have no idea, but she found one this episode, so yay, Jerrica. And um, so she has this community meeting, and how did you guys feel about that scene where they're all kind of going through kind of their low-income housing issues? Uh, I mean, I feel like if she came in there, she should have had done a little more research because why did why wouldn't she think that the people in the low income have already thought of some of these things she thought about? You know, she should have came with some deeper, longer list to help them out. I think they gave up on her too easily, though. She's not from their neighborhood. Maybe one of them could have took her inside and been like, look, let's meet up another day come up with a new plan to really get this going but you know they kind of encouraged her to study the bar again so maybe it's you know a blessing in disguise yeah i thought it was um a good meeting because it 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 bore fruit right like they didn't go in there and just kind of talk in circles they were very they had an agenda they hit the items all the boxes were checked and they basically let her know listen we're not slouches over here we appreciate the fact that you're bringing us together and that you might be able to bring something to the table and help us with our situation maybe better our situation in some respect but don't get it twisted like we're not over here with our thumbs up our asses we're doing stuff too Mm -hmm. these are the things that we've done or attempted to implement in order to you know have a better way of life and obviously better living conditions 
positions. So I thought that was really dope that they they wrote it that way. They could have had them all just been sitting there like, oh, we didn't think of that. Well, I ain't doing that. Or, you know, just a a negative point of view. Whereas they were like, what? We already did that, girl. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was interesting. They showed us a little bit more of the low-income housing issue. So I thought that part was interesting. Although, again... Not to be too harsh, because I, I love you guys, um, the writers. But I felt like really the whole point of that scene was to say she's a lawyer, but she hasn't taken the bar. Right. And I was, <laughs> like, done I was like, y'all fine. Thank you. Like, we sat through all of this for really that scene, the point, to be honest to me. And um, which was interesting because I was like, girl, the Illinois bar ain't that hard. You're not in California. But we digress. Um, but, yeah, so that part I really thought. But, you know, I was like, this is how they're doing it. So that was interesting. So that's really what I thought they were going with that. Um, um, so let's the very end of the episode we'll wrap it with um Brandon proposing to Jerica but oh, he decides cute. to stand up because he wants to stand and be a man and mm-hmm. you know and look her in the eye. Uh what did you guys think of his proposal? I thought it was cute on the track. It could have been a little bigger, but he said he doesn't have to do that with his girl. She loves him the way it is. But I think um, by him proposing on this episode, that's gonna be their way to write off both Jerica and um, Brandon because now they have a reason to get married move on and get off the show so yeah I'm glad they you know are finally getting together if they can work it out but they're going to be both written off the show anyway so I think that was their way to kind of make that happen Cool. when you conspire to deceive that's all I kept thinking why don't you come correct and tell this girl the truth it's really just a matter of pride and ego that he's sitting there not telling her she'll be mad at me okay she'll be madder if she finds out that you're doing so much ridiculousness and this is what broke y'all up in the first place like just come correct this supposed to be your best friend I agree and that was the thing too it's like she gave him a couple of sort of leeways in and he just didn't take it because he was too proud or too scared stupid So, yes, you guys, that was episode eight. Yeah. So now we're going to breeze through, if we have the time, um, our special segments, news and predictions. (laughs) All right, you guys. So... the special segment, Chi-Town Highlights, for this episode is actually, I thought it would be cool to do one that Jerrica mentioned in the episode, and that would be Harold Lee Washington. He was um, the, an American lawyer and politician who was the 51st mayor of Chicago. Harold Washington became the first African mayor to be elected as the city's mayor in February of 1983, and he served as mayor from... Um, April 1983 until his death in 1987. But before that, he was in the Illinois um, House of Representatives and in the uh, in the uh, excuse me and in the Congress House of Representatives as well. So he could have been president like Obama, but sadly, he passed. But yeah, he was just a very well known, very famous, you know, to this day one of the best mayors of Chicago ever. Um, And so, yeah, that was Harold Washington. So now let's move on to our news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. So, really quick. <laughs> all right, I know you're going. I was going. All right, all right. Okay, well, let's do this because I think we both basically have the same thing. Yeah, so, we do. kind of, there's more fallout, you guys, from the whole Jason Mitchell firing. So, mm. now that Jason Mitchell has been fired, um, the showrunner, she is also coming out and saying, like, 
she's she's the only one who's really been talking because nobody has been really talking before. Well, this. Lena did come out and say something. She she retracted. Well, so. the showrunner is saying that people knew. Right. They're but, say, she's saying that she made it clear that several people mm-hmm. on the set knew. But Lena Waithe is saying, you know, she should have done a little more when, you know, more. misconducts were written up. But, you know. Yeah, but not. Yeah, she did say all of that. But also, first of all, in case you guys didn't know, she's not going to come back next season. So they're going to have a whole new showrunner. Right. But she also was saying, too, that there were all these other girls besides Tiffany Boone. She said once she had set up um, the meetings for them to, to get this sort of training on sexual harassment, that he then, instead of like getting low with it, he got louder with it and directed his rage and anger towards her. And she kind of, you know, there's some articles, she was kind of letting out a a whole bunch more than most people because nobody's really saying exactly what he did mm-hmm. and and a lot of it you know happened sort of off the set and I know certainly he said some I guess some really derogatory remarks to the Latino actresses in mm. Desperado so she's kind of actually spilling a little bit more than tea. everybody else because now now that she's like peace out now she's kind of right. Lena the everybody is, I, baby. under the bus and I, mean, I get and I definitely want women to speak up and speak out about this but the only things I hope she's careful in how she's going about it because her I don't want her name to be ruined by doing this. You know what I mean? I feel like it, because we're in the age of Me Too-isms yeah. that that's not going to happen. If she feels confident enough to leave the show as a result of harassment or anything else, she must feel confident that she's able right. to But I'm wondering if she decided else. to leave or they decide to let her go. No, she walked I think, away. I think she decided to walk away because I think she's putting it on Lena, squarely on Lena. Yeah. And there's all these pictures now. They keep showing that same picture of Lena with her arm arm around um, Jason. Jason Mitchell. And I think, actually, this is going to have a worse, way worse repercussions on Lena. Yeah. Because Lena was a representative for, you know, for women, for black women, for, you know, LBGTQ, all that. So I think she's going to take the hit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I think you all know what we predict. So, yeah. <laughs> or do you, okay, do one prediction, you guys, before we get out of here, and let's do it. Quick, um, just, one thing. I mean, I, I don't have a. <laughs> Ronnie's going to get locked up. Um, well, yeah, I see that. Emma's going to be a great manager. Brandon and Jerrica are going to get written off because they get married. Yeah, and Jerrica's leaving anyway. She yeah. said she was done with the show as well. Okay, I think Jake's dancing is going to get him out the hood. That's what I think. I think Cruz is going to flip and use Brandon to wear wire and get Duda. And I think he's going to leave the show as a hidden, you know, um, secret witness, whatever. His I witness think Jake's brother's going to die. Witness Reggie. protection. Reggie's going to die. Reggie's going right. to die. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. That's our show for tonight. Yay! We apologize for going over people, but so much is going on. So thank you for tuning in. And ladies, where can they find you? You can find me at Lauren the Truth. Oh, Kitty Kaboom. K-I-T-T-I-E-K-A-B-O-O-M. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. And I am your host, Erica Edwards. You can follow me on all of my social media at Erica, E-R-I-K-A, D as in door, Edwards. Ciao for now, folks. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.